don't gotta say what's up to you. I don't gotta say hey. Now I don't gotta act like I'm with you. I'm already paid. If you talk, then it's up with you. And that's where it's gonna stay. Yeah, cause I ain't gotta act like I'm with you. Cause I'm already paid. Cause I got you now in love with me. Now I'm in this now it's getting ugly. Cause I got you now in love with me. Now I'm in this now it's getting ugly. Money by the millions every month My bro just told me that he's good He made a killing off the runs I'm in Atlanta But I'm bringing home Brazilians from the club These women feel like I'm the one I got Sicilian in my blood Plus Big Tim and Herc stay on my side Got it up Eight figures while staying inside Bought another new car Love the way that it glides Killing y'all every year's on my mind I don't gotta say what's up to you I don't gotta say hey What's going on internet Analytic here aka Dreams And I would like to welcome you to mine Which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast I'm a hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of R&B mixed in. For episode 32, we're going to be getting into Sweetie and Doja Cat, Rust and Lil Baby, YouTube Gaming, and new J. Cole album 2021, question mark. Meaning, we have no idea. But anyways, before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow it to keep up with my latest activities. Also, Make sure to share this podcast and rate this five stars on Apple Podcasts as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Also, this podcast is currently up for a sponsorship. I would be um, very, well, gratitude. I don't know. I'll be very gracious if, uh, is that the right word? I'm just throwing words out there today. Anyways. If y'all know of any sponsors that need sponsoring, if that's even the way you put it, um, just click my link tree and, and message one of my social medias. I also have some sponsorships that's coming in the tuck right now. But as far as like people who listen, if they have something they want to promote and want to send that my way, then that would be most appreciated because as of right now, the podcast is going in the direction where it will getting looks from different sponsorships and a different type of uh, opportunities let's just say that so as far as the podcast trajectory uh trajectory i think that is well not i think it's going well it's like going really well and it's uh they showed me the little chart thing that i could use and and it's climbing so i just want that's the thanks to y'all and so this intro was basically just anybody who listens who want to have something promoted obviously um we have to work out the details of that through dms or like um well yeah direct message so just throwing that out there before i actually sign on to another sponsorship because the last sponsorship did treat me very well so i'm excited to see which one i take up next and that's only possible with the people listening to the podcast so i always appreciate that almost messed up that but yeah i always appreciate that and the people who take the time out to listen to the pod so now that we got the intro out of the way and the current update of the podcast um as far as being more transparent as the two pods a week um for right now i think i'm gonna do one pod a week and then i'm gonna go back to two pod a week when i feel like it's uh when i feel like it makes sense so yeah we're gonna switch it up and we're gonna get into the quote of the pod okay getting into the quote of the pod we're gonna be talking about two artists that kind of blew up not last year but more of a rookie sophomore type year last year and those artists i'm talking about is sweetie and doja cat now i don't know i really don't know the status of these two artists i don't know if they're both going into the junior year or the sophomore year because you know sometimes they switch up the lingo with the labels and the labels just come out and be like oh this is the debut album even though they put out five or six albums before they even signed to the label so i never i don't know what year these artists are in but from what I've been paying attention to, it's definitely not their first year. Doja Cat's been around for a little bit, and Sweetie was definitely prevalent last year. 
uh, I think <laughs> I think the joke was that Sweetie was one of the best looking rappers alive. <laughs> so it's it's always funny how hip hop always plays into their uh, tendencies of uh, of just the way that they. Well, I don't know if it's funny, but it's very amusing how the the hypocrisy comes with certain female artists that doesn't really come with certain male artists. Not to say like there's male artists that like don't get the same type of treatment, but you'd be hard pressed to find one. So as far as Sweetie, she came out with a new single with Doja Cat called Best Friend and they accompanied this uh, release with a music video and which is just adds to the fact on why people call her one of the greatest looking rappers alive so um yeah so these two rappers i think this is the first official collab this is definitely the first official music uh release in 2021 uh best friend is basically the playoff of uh, a lot of uh relationships with your best friend just hyping each other up in a, in a female fashion the video is pretty well made and it goes from uh, scene to scene and some of the different scenes are different. And when I say that, I mean, of course, I mean, scenes are different, but like the atmosphere and the clothes they're wearing and the hairstyles, just to be more specific, the video was pretty well made, in my opinion. Like it wasn't something that's just girls doing what hip-hop girls do you know i mean is that in there but it's also other things playing off of the actual content of the song and they also had king botch in uh the beginning which is pretty funny it reminded me of my first i think one of my first like og pod episodes when i talked about king botch when i didn't even know what i was talking about i was just talking about everything so i ended up talking about king botch and his black lives matter uh stuff he written all over his body i thought that was hilarious and he, so he was in the video he was in this video at the beginning like the first five well i don't know he had a little like monologue trying to uh persuade or trying to court uh sweetie and doja cat so the video was uh pretty good in my opinion i mean it's sweetie at, at the end of the day so um doja cat on the other hand um so <laughs> just, just going off yeah sweetie made the video great uh doja cat had a great verse i could say that um I think Doja Cat has pretty well made verses. I don't know if she, well, that's another bad stereotype, not knowing the females write the verses. I definitely know Sweetie doesn't. Um, I think they talk about that, that how like Quavo, not Quavo, he doesn't write like all her lyrics, but I think she has a lyricist. Like, I don't think she sits down and writes her own raps, which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, a lot of artists don't write their own raps and a lot of artists would like whatever artist you think writes their own raps is you'd be, you will be uh, surprised to find out the reality only rappers who really write their own raps usually get the credit for it from the peers like kendrick j cole and which is why you hear stories come out about artists like drake because i mean at some point somebody's gonna see who's actually making the magic that you use to put out your music with so i think it's rumored that sweetie doesn't even write her raps and which is so it's it's like normal industry stuff uh, as far as Doja Cat, on the other hand, I wouldn't be surprised either. Usually, usually the rappers who write their own raps kind of come out and say it. <laughs> and you already know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj came out and let everyone know that she writes every single bar, song, hook that she's ever made or ever created. So as far as like the actual song, the, the, the fans was just taken to Twitter and just like really hyping this video up, saying that this video is a whole mood. Uh, one fan said it before listening to Best Friend by Sweetie and Doja Cat versus after. And just showed like a glow up, like a before picture was like basic and the, and the after picture was like a glow up or something. So a lot of fans was eating this video up and just loving the um the premise of the video of it just being like two girls really hyping up each other in a way that makes them best friends so um as far as the song i actually gonna I'm, I'm gonna play a snippet i think i'm just gonna play it from the beginning so we'll hear we'll we'll hear the um the the chorus and then we'll hear sweetie's verse and then that's it <laughs> 
I always forget the um how, how sometimes they structure the song. But as far as this song, I mean, of course they structured it in a way that makes the uh track radio friendly because at the end of the day, Sweetie and Doja Cat it takes a lot of it ta- well it's no secret. It takes more to to blow up female artists than it does male artists because I mean for every interview for every every uh, little pop out you do there's like a glamour team there's a makeup team there's a wig team there's all that I mean unless you have like real hair but even if you have real hair I mean you may want to still wear wear something that's not um normal like you know the different color wigs that Nikki would usually wear so sometimes um with female well not sometimes most times with female artists they take a lot more tailoring and uh a lot of prep time for for to get them ready for interviews like male artists they just get up sometimes don't even brush their teeth and then <laughs> hop into the interview like literally that's that's what some of these artists do so with the female artists is a lot more work but at the end of the day i mean what you gonna do tell them just like to to act like a man like you, you want to take care of your female artists i would just point out it takes a little bit more to take care of those type of artists so Anyways, getting into the snippet, we're gonna get into the uh, it's like a minute or so that I picked out in the, in this track, and you can hear the catchy track that's going on the radio, like playing well, that's playing on the radio as we speak. So this is Best Friend uh, by Sweetie featuring Doja Cat. My best friend, she a real bad got her own money. She don't need no n- on the dance floor. She had two, three drinks, now she twerking. She throw it out and come back in. That's my best friend, she a real bad drive her own car. She don't need no lift in a strip club. No, my girl gone tip, now she twerking. She throw it out and come back in. Beep, beep. Is that my bestie in a tessie? Fresh blowout, skin on town, she ready. Look up with a T at the end. I'm a hyper every time, now my muff. She been down since the jellies and the bobos Now me stepping out the Jeep and my nullos When we pull up to the scene, they be filled with jealousy If a b- in the key, she gon' bring the energy Hit a phone with a T like, guess what? All the rich ass boys wanna f*** on us I just end up, you could look, don't touch And I'm bad, bustin' bands every time we link up That my best friend, she a real bad b- Got her own money, she don't need no n- So as you heard that's a really uh, catchy chorus, of, of course. I mean, you listen to it enough times, it's going to get stuck in your head. And that's definitely what happened with me and with this next song we're going to talk about. But as far as just wrapping up this track specifically, I think Doja Cat and Sweetie did their thing. They definitely made a catchy tune that's very radio f- friendly, which is, which from what I see, is what the goal was when putting these two artists together was to put out a track that brings attention that otherwise wouldn't like they wouldn't get so them coming together is not surprising at all uh sometimes artists don't even like each other but they still tolerate each other because they can make tracks like this so i don't even know if they actually have a working or a personal relationship um but as far as just the track itself and the uh, chemistry on the track, you can kind of tell that they had fun making this track. I mean, coming back and forth, playing off of each other in the chorus, it's not easy to uh, accomplish. So the whole um, chorus was great, I think. As far as the best verse, I don't really think that's the type of... Uh, conversations that should be had with this track i think it was just more of a radio friendly type track that they want to bring in a new audience so yeah that's what i thought about the doja cat and uh sweetie track called best friends and uh click my link here in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of the best friends track and who do you think had the best first or who do you think did the best in the video <laughs> So yeah, we're going to switch it up and we're going to get into music. Okay, getting into music, we're going to talk about two artists that I have uh, listened to a lot last year. Well, I listen to them like a lot frequently, but I listened to a lot of the music last year, like a lot 
so uh the artist i'm talking about is wrestling little baby one of the most uh out of the out of the blue collabs that you could have uh, thought of and what better way to get this collab than at the top of 2021 because these two artists wouldn't seem like they would cross paths but because they did it definitely brought some eyes that usually wouldn't look at Russ because Russ for people that know, don't know when Russ first came into the game in the industry he was a totally like different person as like for his persona like the way he acted towards like some um journalists and just interviewers was kind of uh off-putting to some people and just the way he was braggadocious without really having the accomplishments in the public's eyes but as far as him as an artist i mean in his eyes he's made it because he's talking to these people because he's russ so and he kind of treated people like that and going growing into his career he kind of learned that the more that he kind of uh steps back from that and just like lets people say it for him the more flowers he will get you know and sometimes like when you want flowers but you buy the flowers yourself to give the other people to give to you like that's not that's not the way that it works you know you kind of have to let people buy the flowers for you go to the store and all that like you can't you can't be the one ordering the flowers for yourself so russ kind of grew out of that more obviously uh it was more obvious last year that he grew, grew out of that because of the way that he was collaborating with different producers because the whole running joke with russ was um russ like made the beat he made the uh little stems he he made the 808s he rapped over he made the mic he made the studio then he he rapped over the beat and then he mixed the master the, like basically he was taking credit which he did do like most of the stuff himself but the way that he took credit for it, it was just like you would have thought he just created everything like you would have thought that everything he used to make that track he created <laughs> like that's kind of how the uh meme was going with with russ and that's just because he mixed and masters and produces and um performs performed most of his old songs that he he blew up with so he held that very uh close to his like chest as far as like accomplishment goes which he should but the way he went about it was just kind of off-putting which kind of ties into what I talked about when he first came into the industry. Now, Lil Baby, on the other hand, Lil Baby literally came from like the streets. So <laughs> coming from coming out of jail to being convinced to actually rap to blowing up like this, Lil Baby and Russ had two different paths. And not to say Lil Baby's was easier by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. Just saying that they had two very vast uh experience uh, was it vast? um they had two very different experiences with um finding su success in the hip-hop industry which is something that makes the makes hip-hop in general so exciting and, and interesting as these two guys coming up in two different two very different environments collabing on a track so with with Lil Baby, I mean, I already talked about what he said. Last year, if you looked up Lil Baby Mass Effect, you would have thought like I was Lil Baby's number one fan because he was putting out music in 2020 that just connected with every single release. Like the bigger picture, Emotionally Scarred, which was my most played song of 2020. I don't even know how that happened. Because Emotionally Scarred is like one of those type of tracks that you would think something was wrong with somebody if you heard him bumping it because <laughs> the, the way that he just comes on the track talking about heartbreak talking about he's tired of being tired of being tired like literally <laughs> it's like hey man you okay <laughs> like you, you listening to that track but um yes yeah, so somehow that ended up as my most played song of 2020 but forgetting about 2020 uh releases we have now entered 2021 and russ did not take any time off as he's dropped a track with one of the hottest rappers of 2020 in Lil baby so on this track of course he's talking his uh stuff as russ usually does 
and he's just going we're not going crazy like he didn't bar up on the track it's more of a radio friendly type single um the beat reminds me of a drake uh, laugh now cry later type beat he was definitely going for an anthem he wasn't going for it he didn't want this to just be oh it's another just track with featuring little baby he wanted this to be like an anthem and that's kind of how he's promoting this as he's finally got playlisting which he so obviously wanted in every single interview from last year he was talking about how hard it was with with his label get on playlisting and with this track it seemed like he's been on every playlist possible so um, apparently he had to figure it out because he's now independent which you can find in the credits on spotify at the bottom it says rush my way because he's independent now so as far as the actual actual track like i said i think it's the anthem i think it's one of the catchiest songs that i've uh well, I mean, the year just started, so it's one of the catchiest songs that uh, I'm, I've been playing recently, and I just love the chorus. Like, the chorus is very braggadocious. It's very in your face with the um, accomplishments, and it's literally just saying like, "I'm here now, so I'm about to like mess everything up. Like, it's about to get ugly," which is why it's called Ugly. So, the track. Um, even little baby his verse um he even doesn't go crazy he goes it's like good enough for an anthem it's like it's not average but it's like well i guess it would be your average anthem but making an anthem isn't as easy as people think like you even though you get the beat with the uh i don't know what the the um instruments called but you know that little um basically the the drake type but not drake type beat but it sounds like the laugh now cry later type beat just because of the feel and the vibe like it was it's a type of beat that you choose specifically to try to have mainstream attention like it's not a underground cut where you're barring up by 32 bars and trying to show you're the best rapper this is a track where edgy chorus beat sounds like something you would play everywhere <laughs> like a like a beat that nobody would be like turn this off like it's not a, a, a out of out of this realm type beat it's a very not generic but it's a very uh specifically engineered beat for the radio so as far as the snippet goes i actually have a snippet i think so what i'm gonna do is which you, you probably already know by now but currently uh, i'm gonna put the rest ugly i'm gonna put rest's verse on ugly at the beginning of the pod so you, of course you probably already heard it and now i'm gonna play the little baby verse so we're gonna get into rest's chorus well some of rest's chorus we're gonna get and then we're gonna hear a little baby's verse and just how they play off of each other which it's not too much playing off of each other it's more like a plug-in verse from what I can could tell, like I wouldn't be surprised if Lil Baby just uh, sent this verse in because it doesn't. It sounds like Russ sent this to him as a complete chorus, my verse, chorus, your verse, chorus. Like Lil Baby just had to plug in his verse, so that's what it sounded like. Not too much back and forth, but it still sounded good in my opinion, as you will hear right now. Again, this is Russ. Ugly featuring Lil Baby. And it's up with you, and that's where it's gonna stay. Yeah, cause I ain't gotta act like I with you, cause I'm already paid. Cause I got you now in love with me. And I'm in this now, it's getting ugly. Cause I got you now in love with me. And I'm in this now, it's getting ugly. Everything I'm feeling kind of stylish I don't feel like driving, so I'm sliding with the driver Stripper party last night, 36,000 Young, rich, and reckless, don't forget that we be wildin' Cap rappers running off and sweating, not allowed in Back to back, I'm getting parked outside She trying to get out of here, I'm feeling her vibe Give a couple seconds, tell a friend I'm by Diamonds in my teeth, you don't see them on speed I done went up 3M this week Arguing with my girl, I think I caught up with a free. That's about me, 150,000 in a Jeep I be pushing pounds as I'm God week Bro gon' hit his with that rod if you tweak I done talked her into a menage, I'm a freak Fold me in that car, never started at least I don't gotta say what's up to you I don't gotta say hey Now I don't gotta So as you heard 
Russ was uh, talking his stuff, and then Lil Baby came on the track, and he was rapping, and he had a he had a slick little bar in there for people who didn't catch. Um, if you pay attention, like to kind of uh, what was been happening with Lil Baby, it's nothing. Well, it depends on the relationship, but basically, he was kind of very uh, promiscuous uh, situation, and his girl at the time was not the one that he had the promiscuous act with <laughs> and let's just say it got kind of uh interesting so he drops that in here in in a way that like it's a bar but it, you wouldn't catch it if you wasn't in the know which i kind of like those type of the bars because i like those bars because it's not as obvious it's just coming out being like like i like when they make you think a little bit like not not just lay it out you know can't have cat in the hat type bars like i like bars that make you think so obviously i like a little baby's first the track as a whole i think is great um will it be one of my favorite songs of 2021 i think that's way too early to tell <laughs> but that's how much you you know that i like the song and to, to even come to think about that and yeah so the like just the whole track as a whole just little baby and, and and Russ coming together to make this and a very uh out of the blue type collab very random collab and something that I didn't even see coming as Russ doesn't usually have the um like some of the, sometimes he has like I want to say he dis okay so he doesn't disrespect people usually the way he comes at certain artists that disrespect him is like very like in your face like i remember guap dad for a thousand i think came at him for a little bit and then rest the, last, the next time he saw him at like a convention or something ran ran into him and i don't even think he did any talking <laughs> i mean the video that we saw he just started like literally fighting and, and then his body cars started just jumping guap dad so it's like russ doesn't really take uh, too kindly to people speaking badly on his name which is why i think that this collab with little baby is nice to see as um we saw the last time little baby ran ran into an artist that had uh differences they wanted to show and I'm not gonna say who it was, but let's just say they're on the same label. And if you know, you know. <laughs> Which is why you don't see any collab with these artists. But well, I'm just gonna say it. Don't nobody care. <laughs> the Migos and Lil Baby, like they literally are arch enemies and they're on the same label. Like, how come nobody ever talks about this? Like, Lil Baby literally has never made a song with the Migos. And that's because of the situation with him and Offset with Offset getting beat up by Lil Baby's crew, which they, they swear is false, but obviously it's not false as they've never made a song together. In every interview, go look up every Migos interview in 2020 and just look at their faces when they bring up Lil Baby. Like, does nobody care that Lil Baby and the Migos don't get along and they're on the same label? Like, they're literally on the same label so like how do you even deal with that so and especially for cardi like cardi always acts like she's gonna leave offset and then they're on the same label like that would be so awkward because you would still see him like it's not something that you can't just avoid artists on your own label like and that's why i think this, the whole situation with Lil baby and migos is so fun it's just so funny because it's just like the passing of the guard and migos literally don't like them <laughs> so they would they probably would have preferred it to be like Lil yachty or something to pass the guard to like yeah Lil baby and amigos are arch enemies but anyways that was a side tangent I just, i'm just always curious about people like that that's very interesting to me but i guess people just don't care that much to blow it up so anyways um that's what i thought about the ugly song Obviously, the situation with Lil Baby and Amigos are ugly, but with Russ, it appears not to be as they came out with a solid anthem to start off 2021. And hopefully this is the um, start to a lot of great music to be released, which we'll get into like the last segment of this pod. But let's just say that some uh, well-known artists are promising albums for 2021, and I'm gonna leave it at that. So yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the track Ugly by Russ and Lil Baby? And who do you think had the best verse?
now that we got that out of the way we're gonna switch it up and get into gaming Okay, getting into gaming. Now, as far as like YouTube, YouTube is one of the most streamed platforms in the world right now. The reason I say that is because gaming is a very streamable type platform, well, type entertainment. Like, it would be hard to stream basketball games football games for people's entertainment because that's considered pirating i think that's what it's called as far as gaming for some reason and not for some reason i mean obviously these companies make money from streamers uh promoting their game but you could say a high influencer well you could say an influencer could be doing the same thing for a basketball game so it's kind of like it's hard to understand how gaming lets you well not even youtube but just let games be streamed and clipped like you could literally watch a whole game as soon as it comes out because there's so many youtube channels puts out a story video uh like a, a story all cutscenes type video of a video game like if you wanted to watch cyberpunk the movie eight times over because i know there's like seven or eight different endings then you could like right now if you want to look up the latest like lakers game in full you have to buy like an nba like game pass so it's just one of those things where it's, it's very interesting how youtube gets away with the promotion of games but not other entertainment you know not other forms of in entertainment and i know some people don't look at it like they'd be like oh well that's real life and that's a video game well at the same time video games bring in a lot more money than certain professional leagues obviously soccer's out of the question soccer's like uh in a realm of its own as far as income and revenue but as far as NBA and as far as like, let's say like NCAA, gaming has been bringing in a lot of money, which is why you see so many notable celebrities coming out and investing in certain esports teams, because this is growing at a very fast rate where every college is going to have an esports team and it's going to be profitable if they're good not even if they're good because some basketball teams are terrible and they still run programs esports is going to be around for the long haul and people don't recognize that because gaming depends on software sports depend on the human body as, as well as software i mean as far as broadcasting and everything but the core of the game is performed by human bodies not robots and not pixels and you know I'm, you know what i'm getting at like so for youtube bringing it all back to what i'm basically getting into youtube is focusing on gaming so much that they're going to tap into something that's very that's going to be very lucrative getting into the next five three to five years as far as 2020 though just breaking it down of the numbers it's literally been YouTube's gaming's biggest year ever with over 40 million active gaming channels and 100 billion watch time hours, 100 billion. So YouTube gaming success in 2020 can definitely be attributed to COVID-19. But gaming is going to rise regardless. COVID-19 literally just boosted it in a way that nobody saw coming i mean literally nobody saw this coming so they was getting into the specifics of the numbers like where the 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 numbers came from a lot of games like the last of us 2 brought in a lot of income for youtube gaming of course because the story 
videos like i'll be like like i was saying at the beginning with the uh they'll see like all cut scenes put together and they'll be like the last of us part two story and you can just watch all the cut scenes which is what a lot of people do and i, I actually seen a, a, a youtube i'm not gonna say the name because I, I really like that like i like the content that youtuber puts out it was a recent video reviewing a game that solely off of the youtube uh all cutscenes type video and they reviewed that game based off of that like story like that cutscenes that, that that youtube channel put together and now that's a little od in my opinion like i don't think it should be like that i think you should actually only review a game if you've played it or if you watch the full game like if you watch main missions and side missions but just watching cutscenes, you won't get the full slice of a game because a video game is not a movie a video game is a story centered around mechanics and different things that helps you enjoy the gameplay it's not fixed to oh let's make a movie and then put gameplay last which is kind of what the last of us part two did but the mechanics in the first one was so gravity like it, it grabbed people so like basically people love the story so much and the gameplay was up to par that they let it slide but there's certain games that slide slack on gameplay and there's certain games that excel in story the last of us part two in my opinion was one of those type of games which is why it streams so well on youtube gaming from people just watching as more than like 80,000 gaming creators hit over a hundred thousand subscribers over a thousand hit 5 million subscribers and 350 creators reached 10 million subscribers so if you created a gaming channel in 2020 it was probably the best time to make a gaming channel as COVID-19 was literally seen literally came out of the blue and seen by no one like well, except for the government i mean they saw it but you know of course we, we see where they are at right now as far as the transition period so youtube gaming obviously is here to stay i just wanted to point that out how huge gaming is this is just one platform that you can stream games on i, I haven't even brought up twitch and Twitch is a whole nother monster. It's literally like YouTube, but just a more personable platform where you get to literally learn about your creators if they talk to you. Some creators just get on that platform just to play games and the comments and, and don't the people who donate and stuff, they don't really interact with them unless it's like a certain amount on a donation. But if you watch like certain creators like the Black Okage talk about games and just talk to you and just talk about you you literally get to know their personality as they're literally like confessing certain things that you would never even know about them just because they're having a conversation with random people on the internet who would subscribe to them playing games and these content creators are making a lot of money like a creator called um oh and i'm getting these numbers from an actual article this is not just me just all off knowledge which i hope you already knew that as like how specific i'm, I'm getting but <laughs> at the same time i always try to come with like the facts i don't try to just say like oh this is big and, and the sources be like bro trust me like i don't <laughs> i don't do that i actually try to have stuff to back up what i'm saying but this youtuber has a very uh interesting name i don't know how to say it i'm gonna attempt it though i think it's jack septici jack septici i don't know i'm probably messing i probably messed that all the way up anyways raised over five hundred thousand for the fight against covid five hundred thousand by one youtuber and three hundred thousand of that came in less than three hours of his charity live stream and he even donated a hundred thousand of his own money but think about that five hundred thousand in one live stream that's a lot of money other creators like rooster teeth uh the donato Corey kenshin oh i've heard a lot about Corey kenshin 
raise awareness and benefits for the pandemic like these these gaming creators are in the best profession for covid literally is covid proof like of course you lose money for like not being able to attend events maybe some stuff that they had coming down the pipeline like even with the podcast i've had some stuff not fall apart but just be postponed because of the pandemic and as far as like other creators they get online and talk but the ones who gain or garner a fan not even a fan i don't like using fan um would garner uh, uh support from people who like listening to them it's something that a lot of companies pay attention to which is why fortnite collab with travis scott because travis scott is a huge influencer now he's a hip-hop artist or just an artist but it's still a game collabing with the influencer because of the impact in the eyes that they or the, the of the supporters they've they've created it's very interesting when you get into like how the gaming industry works and how it just it gets around to certain people because like not a lot of people um understand how big gaming is and sometimes they try to downplay it by saying that it's a kid's game when more than more uh adults play games than like little kids like literally the average gamer is between i think like 20 to 25 which is not like a old adult but it's still not a little kid like most gamers are not you know it, it most gamers are not just people who don't even know how to uh the, most gamers are not those that don't know what two plus two is let me just put it like that like most gamers are, are, are grown and, and and got their own stuff going for them but still find time to play games so uh some more numbers as far as like youtube of course the 100 billion mark was huge uh having 100 billion anything is just insane having 100 billion watch hours on youtube gaming is just very uh it's just very like that it's just outstanding like that's something that investors are going to look at and just be like yeah gaming's gaming is here to stay so in this article they said jack to uh, jack set to see raised six hundred and sixty thousand in a 12-hour covid relief stream uh, Code Rage raised over 500000 during a 12-hours charity stream for the CDC Foundation. This is some serious, like, like these aren't just little, uh, this is a lot of money being, being thrown around, not even thrown around. This is a lot of mo money being funneled for a great cause by gamers, like by gaming influencers. So, like I said, it's really not too much to get into, but I think I broke it down a little bit or well, not even a little bit. I think I broke it down enough of how important this like gaming is as as an industry for the world, like literally brings in so much money and it's so like. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say like free, like because you still have to like get in front and like talk to people, but just the, the the way you put out content is so like easy to do it's kind of like making music but at the same time you have to have a certain uh now you can't just be throwing stuff together and hope it sticks like sometimes you have to actually put together a plan on how you plan on putting out content which is why some creators fail and some don't but as far as with the youtube gaming obviously gaming's here to stay um, I just wanted to touch on how big YouTube gaming was and just wanted to let people know that how how inf how influential these creators are becoming with just the world in general, like literally raising people's life salary to donate to great causes. So. Yeah, that's all I really had to talk about with YouTube gaming. Uh, we can move on from that now. So, just, like, uh, click my link here in my bio. Uh, let me know on one of my social medias. Did you know that gaming was this big in 
what is your, what was your most viewed game on YouTube? Like, what was the game that you was like, I have to watch this on YouTube? So yeah, let me know that. And now we're gonna move on to the last segment and get into pop culture. Getting into pop culture. Now we're going to talk about something that. Um, so J. Cole, we're just going to get straight into it. J. Cole, one of the most elusive artists ever, drops albums and goes away for centuries. <laughs> Not centuries, I'm kind of exaggerating just a little bit. But he actually came out and confirmed three new albums. And when you, I mean, I know when I first say three new albums, you're going to think they're all J. Cole albums. Probably not. We're going to get into it. And then also tease just ending rapping. Like just he teased retirement, which all the rappers do. None of them really retire. Kind of the game kind of retires you. It would be like no NBA player ever retired after dropping 40 per game like there's no play i know you're gonna say like kobe but kobe was not averaging 61 a game like he dropped 61 his last game like if he was averaging 61 a game he would not have retired <laughs> so it, it's the same with rap it, nobody will ever retire on top they retire when the game retires them or when they come to a point where they're like i just don't like i can't get to that peak anymore so i'm just gonna gonna retire while the getting is good and while i haven't fell all the way off nobody want to be that player in the league averaging two points but it's like the 20th year and just like on the bench for help you know what i mean i mean some people want to be that people that person but usually those people live in miami so <laughs> so anyway that was a basketball reference for, for uh the sports fans out there so as far as um, music wise, J. Cole headline. OK, this is November 2019. This is this from an article. They're talking about when he first um, announced the fall off, which people thought was coming out, coming out last year. But I think because of COVID, I think it pushed it back. Because I always am. I'm quick to say rappers are, are literally professional liars. There's nothing that rappers will say that will hurt the well now rappers be saying some crazy stuff but anyways rappers usually try to get you to buy whatever they're selling so it's something that you got to keep in mind they're going to tell you whatever you want to hear for you to press purchase and download on their next track single album whatever so Cole confirmed that he has three projects on the uh, on the way one of them being the off season which was announced to be his album um Cole dropped his album of the year freestyle. I think that was like in 2018. I don't know. This article is all over the place. So the fall off. Okay, so he had he wrote in a notebook called The Fall Off Era. Features Revenge of the Dreamers 3, The Off Season, It's a Boy, and The Fall Off. So obviously he's going through a little checklist. And it's all leading up to his album. Revenge of the Dreamers 3. I think that's like a, a, a label type play. Like, I don't think that's him. I don't think that's just him. I think that's like his label. Because it just says R-O-T-D-3. But I would assume that's Revenge of the Dreamers because of the series that's been going on. The offseason. I don't keep up with J. Cole like that. I don't know what that is. Um, it's a boy. I don't know if that's talking about his kid he just had. I know he just had a kid. And the fall off, I know that's definitely his album that he's putting out hopefully this year. I don't know. I thought Kendrick, Drake, and Cole was all dropping last year. But COVID just said nobody's dropping but me. <laughs> COVID came out. Yeah, COVID came out here dropping all type of... Well, they, they were dropping something. But... Anyways, J. Cole came out and said that he's dropping an album. It's one of those things where an artist is obviously going to come out and say they're dropping an album this year. And because like this year is the most vague release date of you could you could ever give like, yeah, when are you dropping? Oh, I'm dropping sometime this year. Like imagine saying that and not dropping this year. Like he literally said that last year, but I guess nobody cares. So as far as Rihanna, I think she said the same thing. Rihanna teased the album for 2021. Um, but like 
Rihanna's not dropping music unless her makeup line falls off because I, I saw some reports on how much she makes from that. And let's just say that she doesn't really need music like that. Like music's not really probably on her the top of her priority list. Like the type of music she's making from doing the little Kylie Jenner videos and just promoting like some little outfits and just making like a bunch of money that she would have had to make like 13 albums to even get that one uh, revenue sale from that is just insane. Like it wouldn't surprise me if Rihanna's secretly retired from music. But she did tell one fan that it's coming in 2021, which again is one of the most vague release dates of all time. Like saying you're coming this year is not saying you're coming at all. It's just saying that, yeah, I've I've been thinking about coming with music, but I can't um I, I can't even give you a, a three month release date. Like when they give you a year, that means they haven't even they haven't even started yet. Like they've just been like think about Drake. Drake literally told us that he was dropping in October and look where we are. We're in uh, January, still waiting for him to drop. Like he only has what, three weeks left to drop his album. He's gonna have to drop it soon. Like he is not, he can't, Drake's gonna have to drop his album soon. So all these artists saying that they're gonna drop this year, it is not a real release date. Just look at Drake, one of the biggest artists of all time that you would think wouldn't need a rollout told us October, November, December. Told us three months in advance that his album was coming. Well, not even three months. Like five or six months. Because even before October, he told us that album was coming. And people was speculating because October's very own in OVO. We thought he was coming in October. I guess because uh COVID, he pushed it back. But he did give us a single with Lil Dirk called Laugh Now, Cry Later, which was fire. But... He even gave us a whole month to think about his release date when he said he was coming in January. So it's just artists are going to tell you whatever for you to press download, for you to press buy, for you to press, for you to stream, whatever they're putting out, whatever type of uh, uh, body of work they're putting out. So as far as J. Cole coming out saying he confirmed three new albums because he wrote in the notebook and circled some things and scribbled around some other titles, it, it doesn't really mean too much to me. Unless the music actually actually comes. Another one, Kendrick. Kendrick literally just, just fell off the face of the earth. Like he literally dropped. Well, I can't even say the title name because I try to keep this podcast PG. But the latest album he dropped y'all know which one i'm talking about and then he dropped the black panther album the soundtrack which he was all over which i thought that was amazing just an amazing body of work as far as for a marvel movie because i'm a huge marvel fan but try to stick to music and gaming uh with this platform so but um j cole doesn't like j cole and drake <laughs> j cole and drake j cole and kendrick literally drop and then go away like forever and just leave fans to speculate when the next time they'll come back which to be fair j cole was a little more present than kendrick last year kendrick literally didn't give us a single like i think he literally gave us a note talking about that he didn't like he only spoke to tell us that a rumor wasn't true and i think the rumor was that he was upset or leaving tde and I think he thought that was prevalent enough to literally give us a little voice note, a little three second voice note that you can make on iPhone and, and Apple products. And, and just to tell everybody that uh, he's not upset or and or he's not leaving TDE. So these artists are weird, man. <laughs> like these artists are weird, like trying to keep up with them, trying to understand what they're doing. That's why I like artists like, oh, no, I can't even say Big Sean because Big Sean definitely did the same thing. So yeah, artists are weird. At the end of the day, these announcements don't mean too much unless they put some actual singles. Unless unless they give you a month release date like Drake did. And even then, it's hard to believe them. A lot of these artists make fun of Kanye for pushing back his album 20 to 50 million times. But these other artists do the same thing. They just don't know when they want to drop because of the criticism and backlash they're, they're afraid of getting. So yeah, that's why I had to, um, I mean, that J. Cole tangent kind of just went into a whole 2021 type uh, tangent. 
as artists are going to start coming out saying oh this is coming and then when you ask when they're going to be like oh it's coming this year so yeah they're just going to have fans waiting forever but uh i mean obviously it's been working so they're going to keep doing it so yeah click my link in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of j cole teasing albums for this year not giving any sort of time window for a release date i mean he said this year but yeah i've already explained what i think about that so yeah that's all i really had to talk about with uh, the new j cole album the new rihanna album and the new kendrick album and the drake and kind of all bunched into one so now we're going to go over the overview of the pod uh, for the quarter of the pod, we talked about Sweetie and Doja Cat, best friends, and obviously, I think that record was amazing as their chemistry going back and forth off of the chorus really kind of hooked me, and once I saw the music video, it kind of made the song a little bit more enjoyable, um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> going into music, <laughs> going into music, uh, Wrestling Little Baby, ugly well the track called ugly one of the most uh unorthodox collaborations that you will see in the hip-hop industry as russ is independent Lil baby's with atlantic there's literally no reason for Lil baby to do a record with russ because i would think it only benefits russ but Lil baby ended up doing the feature anyway and the, the track is a very solid anthem in my opinion something that's very catchy very catchy so uh moving on to gaming we had youtube gaming uh i kind of went more in detail than i thought i would with this as sometimes when i talk about gaming it's hard to understand the um the weight that gaming holds until you actually look at the numbers and realize that these guys are putting up more numbers than actual people and professional sports and they sit down and play video games so it's very inspiring to know you don't have to put your body and life on the line just to make 10 percent of what these youtube gaming people make <laughs> so yeah and then we ended with the last segment with pop culture talking about j cole's new well not new album he, he basically declared three new albums will will come in 2021 and then i just went on a whole tangent about how how artists are professional liars and giving a release date of this year is not a release date at all so yeah that's about it for the episode uh that's for that's about it for episode 32 thanks for tuning in to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message and also um uh like i talked about in the beginning of the pod the whole sponsorship thing is a very serious uh inquiry inquiry i think that's how you say it i don't know i can't even say the word but i was serious about that sponsorship if, if anybody has an actual brand they want to promote uh click my link in my bio all of my social medias are there you can easily direct message direct message me on one of those and come with something that's actually um, I would say plausible I want to look that up but I feel like I used it right so I'm gonna keep on going like I did so yeah give me something that's actually um, that's actually will be able to put into effect that's not just a charity type uh, promotion because I'm not I mean I'm, I'm not against charity promotion but at the end of the day podcast does take up some sort of uh time <laughs> in my life so um like i was with the last sponsorship i would like to have an actual offer that will be um will will make sense basically and you only know that if if you contact me and we can work that out if it's serious so what they say uh, when they put in their bio to, to make themselves sound official, serious in, uh, inquiries, uh, hit my email and then they put the email. That's basically what I'm saying right now. So, yeah, sponsor this podcast is up for sponsorship as far as which sponsorship I would take because I already have some sitting, but I kind of want to weigh my options this time instead of just going with um, the first one I got last time. And I kind of want to make sure that it's the right one for me to keep going and, and putting out 
uh episodes and i'll probably get back to two episodes a week when i finally figure that out so yeah um tell me what you think of the show of this show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode uh click my link to my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses also almost forgot don't forget to rate this five stars on apple Podcasts. i always say that because i think most of my most of my like supporting bases on apple Podcasts. i'll have to look at the numbers again but anyways thank you for tuning in to another episode of the notorious mass effect <laughs>